everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, as always, we got a great show for you. We always, you know, we always say that because we always do. We bring some great artists yeah. for y'all to share with their lives with you and their stories and their music. And we love everyone that we bring on. And today we got Antonio on, and he's done some great things. He's doing some great things. And, you know, I think he's even got a video on CMT now, so which that's pretty cool. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, Antonio, are you here? Yes, sir. I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> How are <laughs> you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing good. And um, great. one of the things that I like to start with because we are in this time frame, and I guess you know, down the road when people listen to this episode five years from now, they'll know what time frame it is. Because I always like to ask the same question at the beginning: How has COVID affected you, and what are you, and how are you going through it? Uh, man, this whole COVID thing—it has thrown all my plans for 2020, you know, basically out the window. And um, the the biggest thing that I had was um, I had four shows set with the PBR professional bull riders, and I was oh, wow. going to be going up the country oh, wow. with them, you know, playing, mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. the anthem, oh, wow. that year be cowboy. So uh, I had those big shows happening, and I was looking into some booking agencies to help fill in some dates in between each of, each of the PBR events. But, mm-hmm. you know, everything shut down. So those, the biggest shows that I had for the year were gone. But wow. those wow. were some of, the, some of the things that I lost. But, you know, considering everything that could have been a lot worse, I, I've been doing pretty mm-hmm. well. I had the chance yeah. to you know, focus a lot on my songwriting, you know, getting some better songs for and um, getting some plans ready for 2021. <clears throat> Love that. That's just like us, um, when, you know. Like I told you before the show, we launched our show January 3rd, and our original mm-hmm. plan for this show was 80 to 100 interviews first year. We thought, you know, that would be a great thing to do. Very few people can say that they did 100 shows their first year and all that, so we thought that would be a great goal to have, and then COVID happens. And immediately yes. I thought to, to myself, and I told Sandy, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Artists are going to need a place to talk we're going to give them that platform this is our time to shine because of this so we stepped it up and because of that you are now our 196 interview cool so you think you guys are going to get the 300 interviews in the first year that's the plan go that, that's our new goal is 300 yep working on it yeah you know what's funny about that is um, our show 200 now granted it all depends on everybody showing up the next few days which mm-hmm. most people do but you know sometimes you have connection issues because you never know with technology sometimes you could have a you know uh, you know an emergency so you so sometimes people have to cancel the last minute but if nobody cancels then and and this was not planned which is the crazy part but my birthday is friday august 28th this coming friday our 200th show is actually going to be on that day. Yes. That is so cool. That's a pretty cool <laughs> birthday present. Isn't it? It <laughs> yep, is. exactly. Now, now, like I said, as long as the ones that we've got, if anybody cancels, then it'll be the day before. But you know what? It's still cool. You know, either way, 
because yeah. yeah. it wasn't planned anyway. So it was, you know, so if it does happen the day before, it's not a big deal, or the day after, whatever it ends up. I guess canceled. It would be right, the day, day after, after it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be fine, you know. But it's still cool that it's working out this way. So we'll see. Um, yeah. So as we get started <laughs> here, um, I like to start light before we really dig deep. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? And I'm guessing um, with the bull stuff is <laughs> one of them. I, yeah, well, I've never been brave enough to ride bulls. <laughs> but you love, you love to attend, I guess. Oh, yeah, man, I love being being outside, especially being on farms, <coughs> ranches, around, around animals. Oh, wow. uh, that's what I grew, mm-hmm. I grew up around that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting on, it, it, it's a lot harder than, than I thought <laughs> it would be. I used to, you know, ride the roping steers that we had back home in Brazil. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, they fucked me off mm-hmm. pretty bad, so I gave up on that dream pretty early. <laughs> but oh, wow. one of my uh-huh. favorite outside of music is work with horses. You know, I've mm-hmm. always been more than a horse guy. Yeah. So, you know, I have a couple of friends that they have horses that need to be ridden, need to be worked on. So um, I, I, I like doing that every chance I get. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, this weekend, I was getting on a three-year-old horse for a friend of mine. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, it was the first time I got on him. And I can say that I'm very proud of him because he has come a long way. <laughs> that is cool. So what would you say is something unusual that people don't know about you? Something unusual that people <clears throat> don't know about. Hmm. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much an open book. Well, th- uh-huh. there is one thing that uh, not a lot of people know it. It might not be a big deal, but I have mm-hmm. one pinky about three three millimeters shorter than the other. Huh. Huh. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. Love that. <clears throat> so as we start to dig deep a little deeper a little bit, um, tell us a little bit about where you're from and kind of a brief overview, kind of your backstory, a couple minutes of your backstory. Yes, sir. All right, so um, I was born in Brazil, you know, and my dad was a bull rider, and that's the reason why we moved here to the United States. He was riding on the PRCA, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. He rode that circuit for a few years, but then when the PBR, the Professional Bull Riders, was founded, you know, he quickly switched over to being exclusively a PBR rider. You know, he went all over the country and all over the world riding for the PBR, you know, Australia, Canada, Mexico, Brazil. And, um, you know, from a very early age, he, we would, my family would be traveling with him. And when mm-hmm. we were on the road, either going to a rodeo near Tyler, Texas, which was the town that we were living in, or driving to the airport, you know, we would always be listening to some country, some country music. Um, mostly Merle Haggard, George Jones, Donny Cash, and uh, there was also some Dolly Parton thrown in there sometimes. So from a age, I was always around country music. My family isn't very musical. You know, I don't have any musicians in the family other than me and my younger brother. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were always around music, always listening to music and always country music. And at six years old, I started learning how to play piano, guitar, and drums. And so 
you know, I was always around music, starting starting to play, and I would sing, you know, occasionally, just <clears throat> singing along with myself. Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't really good, <laughs> but uh, it was always it was always in me. But yeah. you know, at, at such a young age, yeah. I never gave it too much attention. Mm-hmm. So my dad returned bull riding in 2008. We stayed in Texas for two more years, and in 2010. You know, we decided to move back to Brazil, and it was in Brazil oh, wow. that I was getting really deep into music. I, I wasn't playing drums or piano anymore, but I was very focused on, on guitar. So I was practicing mm-hmm. daily, you mm-hmm. know, getting better at guitar, getting better at guitar. And as I was getting better at, at guitar, I started learning to play some songs, started singing along. And so from 2010 to 2016, you know, that was kind of my my first stages of growth as a musician and as a singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. but in mm-hmm. September, I think it was September of 2016, a, f- a family friend of ours invited me to record a song with him because he was recording an album for a big event that the Catholic community that we had in, um, in our hometown, they were, they were having this big event and he was producing the official CD that event and he invited me to play to record the song with him and so he was a friend I said of course mm-hmm. you know, sounds fun let's do it and when I went into the studio I recorded the song mm-hmm. you know, something just clicked you know I felt like my eyes were open for the first time and I said oh wow ow <laughs> I like singing <laughs> no, I love <laughs> family and friends but nev- never <clears throat> do anything serious yeah. But at that moment, you know, everything in my life changed. You know, I, I told my mom, Mom, I want to sing. <laughs> I love. Oh, wow. And so from from that moment on, you know, I was decided that I was going to be a singer. And uh, th- things have been growing ever since then. I'm here in Nashville now. You know, four years later, living the dream. Oh well, I love that story. And we're planning yeah. on we're, we live in Savannah, Georgia, right now, but we're planning on moving to yeah. Nashville next year. Oh, cool! It'll be great to have you guys in town. <laughs> That'd be great. So, how has Nashville treated you since you've been there? And Nashville has been nothing but blessings to me. So, wow. before I before I decided to move to Nashville, I had mm-hmm. a a very very big growth process. The first time I came to visit yeah. Nashville. For music was in 2017. You know, I found a mm-hmm. vocal coach here, Sir Brett mm-hmm. Manning, and uh, I decided, you know, if if I'm going to sing country, because from from the beginning I knew that I wanted to sing country music, yeah. and if I I wanted to sing country, I figured that I got to learn, you know, with the people in Nashville. You know, if you if you got if you want to be the best, you got to learn from the best. So in 2017, exactly. I made my first trip here to Nashville. And I just fell in love with this with this town. I fell in love with the people here. And so um, I I said, man, I got to come back here. <laughs> so um, <laughs> 2017 was the first visit. 2018, mm-hmm. I came I came to Nashville again. Did some more vocal lessons. You know, I could I could tell that um, that the vocal lessons that I was doing here, I had improved so much, and I had so much still to learn. So I decided to come back here for more vocal lessons. And at that time, mm-hmm. Sir Rodney Crowell was doing a uh, songwriting camp out in Northern California. And I said, you know, 
I, I want to start writing my own songs too. So I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to do this writing camp. And so I flew out to California. I think it was San Jose, California. You know, we were staying at a mm-hmm. camp out by the beach and, you know, I got the chance to meet with Mr. Rodney. I got a chance to talk to him. And he told me that, you know, he told me that if I wanted to take music seriously, I had to move to Nashville because they were uh, they yeah. were going to find me here. Mm-hmm. And you know that was that was the last push that wow. I needed to make you up my like, mind. You were like, okay, it's time. Oh yeah. So I <laughs> actually I was in the middle of my school year back uh, back in Brazil. So the school year starts in January and ends in December. I went to to that song camp in uh, July, so I was on my winter break. So. After, when I came back, you know, I then I had my mind made up. Mom, I'm going to finish high school, and I'm moving to Nashville. This is something wow. that I have to do. And uh, so the last half of 2018, I was getting my stuff ready to move to Nashville. And on mm-hmm. December 12th of 2018, I hopped on a plane leaving Sao Paulo, Brazil, to come here to Nashville. Wow, and never look back. Uh, wow, on the never look decision. back. <laughs> I love, I love that story, <clears throat> because because that's really what music is all about. You know, it's not just enough to get out there and chase your dream on the stages of the world, but you also got to put yourself in the right environment to make this thing work. And Nashville is the place of your country. Yes, sir. You know, Nashville. Man, I love this town so much. It it has so many opportunities. And uh, now, what can I say? I love Nashville. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> so as you know, you know, trying to chase this dream, a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, Carrie, and Miranda, and all of them, um, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices, the struggles that it takes. Not just that they're like, to get to their level, but even to be a, as a career. So I always like to talk about that side also because I think that not enough people talk about this side of it because there there are um, struggles. There are sacrifices that – especially sacrifices. There's sac- big sacrifices that must be made if you're going like, – I mean you moved from another country to Nashville. There's a sacrifice in itself. <clears throat> so I'm going to tell a quick story that will lead us into where I want this to go, and we'll talk about that. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. At that time, they were full-time with music. One of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the day that you want it to be a career, your life has to change. You no longer own your life. From that moment for the rest of your life, music will take over. Um, she goes, she said, friends and relatives, they never understand. They invite you to weddings, they invite you to weekends, they invite you to holidays. Uh, but you got gigs, you, you can't just say no to. Um, you're trying to build your career, and there's other people on the line than just yourself. So you have to say yes. Um, and, they, and they never understand. Then your family has to sacrifice um, because of you being gone and all that. Then on top of that, you're going to have bad days. Everybody has bad days, so you're going to have rough days. But if you've got a gig that night, you've got to smile like 
you're having the best time ever, even if you're not at that point. But she she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. Because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Now that is that's exactly right. You know, music it's it's one of the hardest things that that you can do as, as a career and you know be successful. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many challenges, there are so many hurdles you have to overcome, and it is so easy you know, to to feel to want to give up. You know, yeah. And if you can see yourself doing something else, you know, do it because it is going to be a <laughs> whole lot easier than, ma- than making it in music. Like, yeah. I- I'm going to give an example of myself. I know college, you know, get a, get a nine to five job, but I yeah. also know that I am going to be miserable. You know, yeah. I I can I know that I can do something else, but you know, I know that I am not going <laughs> to be happy with myself. I'm not going to be happy with my life. I, uh-huh. The only thing I can see me being happy doing as a profession is with music. So yeah. she, she hit the nail right on the head with that one. And I love what you just said because, you know, it's funny. Sometimes, you know, even as a host, we're chasing the same dream like y'all are, but a different platform because <clears throat> we're trying to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys out there with our show. And we're chasing that dream too. So, so there are times where I'm frustrated, and Sandy has to peel me off the cliff sometimes. And there are times when that happens where I'm, I'm like, well, maybe I should just do what everybody says and get a regular job, and I, I can't hardly spit that out. And Sandy will be like, in the 17 years we've been married, when have you ever had a regular job? I was like, okay, point taken. Let's keep moving forward. <laughs> yep. And there's there's one song that I've been listening to a lot recently. It's um, uh-huh. "Leaving Now" by Charles Kelly. You know, she uh-huh. she said, you know, we talked a little bit about all the struggles and how tough it is, you know, to um to make it in the music business. And I feel like that song sums it all up. You know, when I was yeah. when I heard that song for the first time, I was in a meeting with with a big time producer, and he said, you know, listen to this to this song, and uh. And let me know what you think. I was mm-hmm. listening to that song. And, you know, when when he got to the course, when he finished the first course, I was crying. You know, it is wow. that song hit hit home with me. You know, I felt mm-hmm. every single word that um that he was saying in that song. You know, mm-hmm. It is it is so true. You know, that song it, it it tells the truth about Nashville and being a songwriter in a beautiful way. Love that. Now that we talked about a little bit of the struggle and sacrifice side, um, which I always like to go there, what are some moments where you look back on your career so far and say, wow, I got to do that? All right. So the biggest the biggest thing for, in my career so far was mm-hmm. the thing of the national anthem, uh, the United States national anthem at a, a, a packed T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas oh, wow. last year. That was, that was mind-blowing. You know, one, one well, reason is because it's the national anthem of the United yeah. States. <laughs> and the second part is that I'm, I'm Brazilian. You know, I'm not an American citizen yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, 
I'm a foreigner. I came to this country to to follow my dreams and to have yeah. the opportunity to sing the national anthem of such an amazing wow. country. Now that was such a blessing. I love that. And you know, sometimes, to be honest with you, <laughs> Americans can forget because you know Americans have always known freedom and the land of opportunity. And a lot of times it takes a foreigner to come to this country and look at this land of opportunity and say, you know what? I come here to chase my dreams. I wish more Americans would hear that. Yes, sir. You know, I've actually had uh, had some conversations with, with some friends of mine, and uh, I, I feel like I've opened their eyes a little bit, you know, show, yeah. showing them how great this country is. As in Brazil – you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a, a really good life. I lived on a ranch mm-hmm. with um, with horses. You know, I've I've had a really really good life in Brazil, but I have yeah. friends that uh, you know they they weren't as fortunate as I am. So I've seen mm-hmm. the struggle of uh, that that we see in these other countries, and here, you know, in, in Brazil, there aren't a lot of opportunities. You know, everything is yeah. so expensive. It's so hard to get a chance. And uh, here, here in the United States, there's so many opportunities. You know, it's it's kind of sad to see that that some Americans don't see how great this country is. But uh, it, I hope that that one day everybody will realize how great the U.S. is. <clears throat> I'm glad you said that. Again, like I said, you know, it's it's refreshing to see CP, and that's why we'd love to do this show. Is because everybody that comes on this show, they're chasing that dream. They're chasing that American dream. You know, it doesn't oh, yes. matter what level that. that they're trying to go for in music. Mm-hmm. Still, an American dream. Still, that dream to make it, to live on this, to you know, to have it all come together, to start from scratch and just build and keep mm-hmm. on scratching. And speaking of that, as you know, sometimes life gets in the way. <laughs> Every artist has those moments. To where you're at the you're you got a fork in the road, and you just feel like you know you could go either way. You could keep moving forward, or you can finally pack it up. And and sadly, some people do pack it up. But in those moments, the moments at your lowest, what drives you personally to dr- to drive through those? You know, for me, what uh, what keeps me moving forward is the support. That I that I have from my family, from my friends, you know mm-hmm. that that they've helped me through some very very tough times. I, I've been here for two years, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that's not too long, but uh, you know they've 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 picked me back up so many mm-hmm. times. But my wow. dad, you know, he he is a very good motivational speaker, and uh, <laughs> you know I've down with him, God knows mm-hmm. how many times. And uh, you know, he he just talked to me, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, he he opened his heart, and you know, he told me exactly, not what I wanted to hear most of the times, but he told me what yeah. I needed to hear. Exactly. Because his, his most of his examples was with his career. There were so many times that he was he was down, he wasn't riding well, and a big thing in our a big part of my family is. Our faith, you know, we're Catholic, yeah. And our faith has helped. His faith ha- has helped him ride and overcome obstacles 
so many times. You know, yeah. when he was when he was riding well, you know, he he didn't feel he didn't feel connected to God. But when he mm-hmm. you know, God went came back down to earth, he got on his knees, he started praying yeah. with all with all of his heart again. You know, he would start riding well again. It's it's amazing to see how much how much faith he has. And, you know, yeah. all that he's accomplished. And so the support of my family and my faith is what helps get me through all the tough times. Love that. And we hope that one day we got an eight year old little boy and a seventeen month old daughter. And we hope that they can say the same thing about us because, you know, we've got a story of nothing but mm-hmm. faith and, you know, from how right. we met. I went through 19 yeah. years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage was bad on my wife because because of the addictions. And, and I put her through a lot of crap. But you know what? She still loved me. She loved me in spite of the addictions. And I can remember sometimes people, when we tell our story, will say she allowed me to walk over her. But that's just not true. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. And it was that love, that that innocent, pure love that she felt of God that helped heal me. And because of that, I can sit here today and be who I am. Wow, that's that's amazing. Whew. I'm getting emotional <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, and you know what? what's funny about all this? When we first married almost 18 years ago, I was one of them that I wanted to be a motivational speaker. She wanted to be in music somehow. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. and we come together and I always joke that she brainwashed me in all this music stuff because I was one of them that would listen to motivational tapes all day long. She'd listen to music all day long. So when we're in a car, what do we do? So we had to compromise and I, we listened to half, half motivational stuff and half music stuff. And because of that, it opened my heart to not just, I still love motivational stuff, but it opened my heart to what the power that music has over the world and and it's made me a different person because of that and here it is almost 18 years later god we found a way that god guided us and i know i have no doubt oh yes that that this is god but here it is my passion of speaking her passion of music is under one umbrella of the chris and sandy show yes that's the way it works wow that that is an awesome story and uh, you know, I-, I said this before before mm. we started the show. Thank you very much for for to come on the show. I am having a blast. Well, we love oh, we, we love, love hearing that. that. And <laughs> you know, great time now for a quick commercial break, and then we'll come yes. back and we're gonna play your song back to country. And oh, I love that song. And we're gonna talk about yes, how that came together. Too. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That sounds right, good to me. On, Hang on the line. Yes, sir. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. 
The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. From a younger time, not much has changed, but coming home never gets old. Whoa, mama's cooking on that old wood stove. George and Donnie on the radio. Me and my daddy headed out to the rodeo. Like I'm back to those good old days. Back to the way I was raised. Back to the place that made me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had been writing songs. I think that was our 
fourth or fifth, fifth co-write, so it hadn't been oh, well, that long yeah. that we were writing together. And, uh, you know, I was I was scrolling through my list of ideas, and I was I was really missing missing home, missing my family, because you know, like I said earlier, my whole life I've I've lived on ranch, you know, with mm-hmm. cows, sheep, mm-hmm. chickens, dogs, anything you can <laughs> imagine. And uh, you know, I've been in an apartment for for two years now, so I've really missed all that stuff. But yeah. um, at the time, it had been uh, almost a year that I had moved to Nashville, and I was really, really missing, you know, my family, my home, ranches. Even if it was just being close to a horse, you know, I needed, <laughs> I needed that. So uh, I was going through my list of ideas, didn't find anything, and I said, then we got to talking, and for some reason, I just said, man, I just want to go back to country. And, you know, we all looked at each other and was like, uh-oh, there's a song there. And oh, so, wow. you know, we we started yeah. hammering that one out. And, uh, you know, it came actually pretty easy because right mm-hmm. then I I knew what I wanted to say. I knew what I had to say. So that one came pretty easy to us. And, uh, shoot, it was it was such a cool song. And uh, I, I told them, you know, I, I think I'm going to end up recording this one pretty and it was part of my EP. <laughs> oh wow. I love that. Now as you know, um fans they see the artists, but they don't see like PR people, managers, producers and all that. And I'll be honest, I think that they don't get enough love out there. Um so I always like to allow the artists a few minutes to kind of talk about the team that helps them be who they are because again, you know, without the team, the artists can't do what they do at the level they do it. So if you want to take a couple minutes to just talk about the team that's behind you. You know, our, we're only as good as the team that we work with. You know, everybody mm-hmm. that's been helping me out, you know, I'm so grateful to them and everything they've done for me. So, um, you know, Mr. Mike Krasky, he's, he's my manager. He was on the show not too long ago, and I was so excited when uh, <laughs> he told me that I would be doing this interview with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mm-hmm. man, I, I need to thank him more often for all the work that he's done. And, uh, you know, yeah. producers had the honor mm-hmm. of working with Mr. Ben Fowler. He's, he's the one that produced Back to Country. You know, I can't mm-hmm. produce something to save my life. <laughs> so without, <laughs> you know, Back to Country would have never happened. You know, Eric Silver, another yeah. producer that I work with on the EP, you know, he, he did such an amazing, amazing job with the songs that we wrote you know, we wrote Let It Ride, which was the first single that I that I released that was uh, produced here in Nashville. You know, he wrote it, mm-hmm. he wrote it, to, produced it, and uh, man, there there are so many people that I'm grateful to. You know, I'm gonna be working with uh, some PR people back in Brazil because I'm flying mm-hmm. back home actually this Friday. Oh well, uh, you know, I'm gonna yeah. be. I'm gonna be working down there. I'm gonna be able to see the family, but uh, you know, gotta keep gotta keep the ball rolling. New music's coming out soon, so the people that are helping me out back in Brazil, you know, so many so many things that I couldn't do by myself. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for everybody that that stands behind me and helps me out through all of this stuff. I love that, and I can tell that you're definitely a family man, and you believe in family. 
and it sounds like your parents really stand behind you. So tell – and what I'm about to ask, you probably got a thousand stories, but just tell me something that stands out. Um, your, tell me a moment to where your parents went above and beyond, and they did something with your music career, and you were like, wow, they get this is my passion. Yeah, man, so the biggest thing that, that my parents did for me mm-hmm. in, in my music it was just helping me get get here to Nashville. Oh, well. This this is the first time that we haven't been together in such a long time. My dad, he mm-hmm. he was always on the road, but it was for a weekend. And then he'd come right back home. Now, I yeah. haven't been home with my family in almost two years now. So, yeah. You know, it, oh, wow. one of the big sacrifices that we all had to make was a was being apart a for so long. Now I haven't mm-hmm. seen my grandparents. So I'm in Brazil, you know, my family, me, my parents, and my two brothers. You know, we live on on a big ranch out there, and my and my grandparents live on the same ranch. You know, like mm-hmm. one thousand and two hundred meters from uh from my front porch. So I yeah. would see them every single day. I yeah. I haven't seen in two years. You know, my, yeah. my parents and yeah. brothers, they, they came over here for Christmas and New Year's um, th- this past year. So I got to see them. I got to spend time with them. But my grandparents, my grandma, you know, she has, she has given me so much support. She was, she's probably the person that enjoys my singing the most. You know, she has been mm-hmm. so helpful. She has inspired me so much with my career. And I haven't seen her in two years, so it's going to be really good to uh, to be back in Brazil to see him again. Wow, I love that story. And we're a family affair show, too. And we have an eight-year-old that we kind of call our third co-host, and we always yeah. bring him on and ask each artist one question. So Sandy's going to get him on. And our 17-month-old yeah, daughter, when she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. <laughs> And hopefully I'll be back to to get her question too. <laughs> yeah, they're about Sandy's getting him now. All righty. All right, here's Christopher with his question. I told hey, you what's your favorite food? Yeah. Yeah, food. Yeah. All right. So it's a very it's very simple, but uh, the way <laughs> my grandma did it's amazing. It's just rice beans and you know some sort of steak in brazil we like to cook picanha which is the top of the sirloin it's a very very good cut and you know when my grandma makes a steak out of picanha whoo it is heavenly so to answer your question my favorite food is rice beans and steak wow and what's yours little chris pizza pizza Ooh. You know, that comes in a close second place. I love pizza. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Yeah, he could eat p- if we fed him pizza all day long, he'd eat it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he would. <laughs> he loves it. So if, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, if I could co-write with anyone, man, it would it would probably be Mr. Rodney. 
no, Mr. Rodney Crowell, because he is yeah. he is the main reason that I moved here to Nashville. And, mm-hmm. you know, he mm-hmm. showed me some of his songs, stuff that he has released and stuff that he hasn't. And, you know, oh, wow. the way that that he works with words, the way that he writes, it's just, oh, it's just, it's on a whole other level. I love it. I love that. <clears throat> um, definitely, you know, because, again, you just never know what people answers are going to say. And, and we love the artists that come on here and the answers that they give, because it gives us yeah. insight into who, who their mentors kind of are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you know, we always, we always need a teacher. You know, nobody yep. will ever know everything. You know, and exactly. Every, every it's a chance to learn something new. <clears throat> so this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked, Kelsey Ballerini, where she wanted to be in five years. And at that time, a lot of people didn't know who she was. So, and the answer that she gave us you know, mm-hmm. is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I always like to tell that story before I ask an artist that same question because I want them to open their minds up to where it can happen in five short years. So where do you want to be in five years? Where I want to be in five years. Well, definitely here in Nashville, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I want to be—I want to be on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, making making my living with my music. You know, yeah. I, I've one thing that I decided early on in my career is that I, I'm not in it for for the money. I'm not in it in it for the fame. You know, I I don't really care about all of that stuff. But if I'm able yeah. to. To make my living, you know, take care of my family, take care of myself, you know, doing music, then I'll be living the dream. But since, yeah. um, since I'm supposed to be thinking big, I want to be on the road touring, touring the United States, you know, going on tour around the world, you know, and mm-hmm. just uh, m- making memories, you know, making memories not only for myself, but for, for fans, you know. Go going to a sold out stadium, and uh, you know having people remember. Man, do you remember that that Antonio Mariah show that we that we went to in two thousand five years from now? That's going to be two thousand twenty five. You remember that show that we, that Antonio Mariah show that we went to in two thousand and twenty five? Mm-hmm. You know, man, I had such a good time. You know, that was one heck of a show. I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. If I can wow. do that, even just for one person, you know, then um, shoot, I'll, I'll be happy. I love that. Now, let's say that we're five, ten years down the road, and you're a success. And when I mean success, I mean on a big scale. If who you are now could meet your future self, what would you tell him? Huh, if who I am now could meet my future self. And I, I, one thing that um, I would probably ask myself is, do you regret anything? No, <laughs> That's a good one. Know that, that I'm going to regret <laughs> something. I'm, I'm going to do something different. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. That will probably be my, my biggest question. Do you regret anything? Yeah. Because you don't want to just, you know, as an artist, you also don't want to destroy everything around you to make it to the top. Yeah. 
You know, one one thing that um, ever since I was a little kid, I've always tried my best to um, not not only help everyone mm. that I can, but also, you know, if I can prevent uh, someone from disliking me, uh, I, I know that there are going to be a lot of people that are not going to like me. They're not going to like my music, not going to like my style. But if I can prevent someone from having some sort of animosity towards me, then I will do everything in my power to do so. Because I, I don't have to be liked by everyone. I don't yeah. be just by too many people either. Mm-hmm. Love that. So as an independent artist, um, there are um, probably people that you're friends with who are trying to chase this crazy dream that you're chasing too. Um, who are one or two people you know, artists, that are up and coming that people should know? One or two people that I know, man. You, you got me on that one because there are so many people. But uh, <laughs> whew, that, that's a tough one. Well, one, one of them is a, a very, very good friend of mine, Miss Tiffany Ashton. You know, she's from North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, we love you know, her. She is, She's such yeah. an amazing artist, such a good friend. Uh, I, I've been writing quite a bit with her. You know, she surprises oh, wow. me at each, every time that um, that we write. You know, she brings mm-hmm. something new. She gets better and better time, and it's a notable difference how much she's growing. So, uh, Tiffany Ashton is definitely one of them. And uh, oh man, who who else, who else can I say? There's so many. Amazing people. I know. <laughs> yes. Oh, she's really awesome. Oh, we love her. She is amazing. She's phenomenal. Now, I uh, I was able to. Yeah, we we interviewed her, her on the show too. Oh yeah. Yeah, she is for such a show. Talented, and I I love Ava. That is really cool. I love that. Um, so it's you know. So as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Huh. You know, that, that's, that's pretty tough. <laughs> one, one thing that, that I wish a host would ask me. Well, this – oh, man. I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I, I'm going to say it anyway. You know, one, mm-hmm. one thing that uh, that I, I wish more people would know about me is, uh, oh, man, that is pretty tough. Well, this, <laughs> all right, so this is another, another thing. Uh, are, are you are you dating anyone? You know, that is something that I, I have seen some people, some some uh, interviewers throw that question at um, at Brazilian artists, and I, I think it's pretty funny their reaction. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's something that could be very important because a lot of people, you know, want to know: Is he single? Is she single? Would I have a chance? <laughs> I, I want to know yeah. answers. <laughs> that's true, right? That so, a lot true. of people did want to know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is a very important thing to know. <laughs> so as we come to a close here Tell everybody how they can reach you 
So uh, you guys can find me and my music on all streaming platforms and uh, on social media. Instagram is Antonio Marias, M-O-R-A-E-S. And then you add a little M-R at the end for, for Instagram. And Facebook and YouTube, it's Antonio Marias Official. So you can find Love all it. my stuff. You can send me direct messages on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, you know, send me emails. I, I'm pretty sure I have my uh, contact email link on my Instagram page. So, you know, anybody that wants to chat, get in touch with me you know, for shows or even, even just to connect and chat with me, get to know me, you know, uh, please get in touch, email, direct messages. You know, I'd love to get to know each and every one of you. Love that. So we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And we definitely yeah. look forward to having you back down the road. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, this was so fun. And, uh, you know, e- even though it was just an hour, I feel like I feel like I can call you guys friends. Absolutely. And, and you know, that, when we first started the show, I'll be honest, I was trying to find a way to be different because there's thousands of people who do what we do. And, and just like an artist, we have to figure out what is our niche. What, what, where, how are we going to be different? Now, granted, we're a husband and wife team. That already makes us different. But I want something more different than that. And so I remember listening to a lot of different interview shows, and I noticed a common theme. Most shows last about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. That's not enough time to really dig deep into people's stories. So I came up with the tagline, Up Close and Personal, because that's how we were going to be different. We were going to give people 60 minutes so we can actually have a conversation that means something. Yes, sir, and that was a great idea. It even was 60 minutes. Sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, we've been 90 <laughs> minutes. Right. I mean, we, we, we had Car- um, Jenny Gill and Carlene Carver uh-huh. both went ni- 90 minutes. Yes, wow. they did. Since then, I've learned to tone the show down a little bit because sometimes artists um, get a little upset on that. But I had long ones at the beginning. Our our first 20, 30 shows, we've had some, or maybe in 40, 50 shows, we had some long ones. And and I try to keep it in 60 minutes now. Sometimes it's hard to do. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. I've had shows where they go hour and five, hour and ten, and I'm like, okay, you know, so so because what I have to do sometimes if we're, you know, depending on how the conversation is going, sometimes I'm looking at my sheet. I'm like, okay, I can't ask that one right now. I can't ask that one. The minute mark. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know, some, sometimes you got to make some sacrifices just to to keep things rolling. But man, yeah. it is fun to keep talking. <laughs> again like i said we definitely loved having you on and you know have a safe trip on friday oh yes thank you very much for for having me on today we appreciate it and we will talk to you real soon bye awesome have a great day Bye -bye. bye you too